The Feminine Integral, an exploration about integral theory and practice. What is the feminine perspective? Where can we bring in more feminine energy into what was born as theory? Raquel Torrent and Heidi Hernlein both engaged in the integral community for many years. Hello and welcome to our show, The Feminine in Integral, where you will find inspiration to get curious about the integral worldview. Here we are integrating the feminine perspective into what has started out as a masculine way of dealing with life. We intend to support the embodiment of what was given by Ken Wilber as the theory of everything. And with other words, we want to bring head stuff into everyday life. Today's title is The Feminine and Objectivity, Seeing Reality from Outside. So welcome again. I'm your host. I'm Heidi Hörnlein, or also Adelheid Hörnlein. I'm an integral practitioner for almost 20 years, and my work with relationship and also with voice and other uh, areas is deeply related to the integral worldview. I'm the founder of Paradiso Integrale in Italy, a place, a virtual place, and also a physical place where we explore the integral in our lives and where we hold retreats and where we do these shows like this one here. And we support people in their growing up and in their waking up by doing hangouts, by doing other things. Our show here was 10 episodes about the feminine in integral and we began with Raquel Torrent from Spain and then there came Hannah Hünder from Germany. Both of them won't be here today, but instead we have Monika Frübert from Austria. Monika is an early pioneer of integral. <laughs> she has introduced and spread the integral philosophy of Ken Wilber in Germany and in Austria where she lives by her really constant efforts. For instance, she translated a lot of texts into German. And she has created the Association of the German-speaking nations, the Integralis Forum, where we spoke about before, because Hannah Hündorf now is one of the board members, and Monika for many, many years was the board member there too. And she was organizing live events and conferences for more than 15 years. And now, after some years of time out, she is coming back in many ways, and one of that is being here with us in the Hangout. So welcome, Monika. Thank you, Heidi, and uh, it's great to be here with you again, and you are right, it's been three years, three months, and three days, and you sort of really got me out of that, this, this technical possibility, and I really enjoy sitting here and talking to you, and I hope Heidi and Raquel, uh, uh, Raquel and Hannah will be with us next time again. Well, I'll actually, I'm, I'm on vacation, but I just happened to be around, so. Okay, today's topic is the upper right quadrant. So, uh, you would you like to talk a little bit about the, the quadrants we started out? Uh, the quadrants are an 
concept in Ken Wilber's theory, and I will mm -hmm. make a little screen share here. We started mm -hmm. out with the upper left quadrant, the interiority quadrant, and then we went down into the lower left, the we quadrant, where we also invited Ben Zaganti from Hungary to talk about the mm -hmm. first European Integral Conference. Mm -hmm. And then last week, or oh no, two weeks ago, we went to the lower right and we had the guest Paula Suarez from Portugal who mm -hmm. talked about the institutions and the schools. Mm -hmm. And today we go up to the upper. Right. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I can see it now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, would you like to give a brief introduction? And um, yeah. Uh, as far as I remember, the upper right is the quadrant that can be measured. Uh, that's the it quadrant in uh, the language of science. So it's the most tangible, the most reliable quadrant, and. Um, the measurable quadrant. Yes, the measurable. You can measure your weight, your height, your uh, shoe size, but also if you go a little deeper, uh, if you measure your blood pressure, it's not as visible anymore. It's But it's something that really has an influence on all the other quadrants as well, as we don't want to do uh, here a quadrant uh, reductionism. We, you can't reduce all four quadrants just on one because they co-evolve all of them together. Yeah, but you are naming quite a bit of uh, advanced <laughs> terminology. <Sorry. laughs> explain it. For instance, we could do this uh, with the blood pressure. If I have high blood pressure, and this mm -hmm. is stated in the upper right quadrant, because mm -hmm. you put yourself on a machine and the machine mm -hmm. says, uh, blood pressure, I don't know, in yeah. the stars, very high. What does it mean? What is then appearing on the, lo on the upper left, for instance, in the interiority? Well, on the upper left, you're either annoyed <laughs> or you just take your medication, look at your medication, okay, my medication in the morning. Um, and of course, maybe you are scared, you think of a heart attack, maybe you go to the lower left quadrant and talk to your husband about it. Don't annoy me today because my blood pressure is rather high. Um, luckily, uh, with some knowledge of what to do uh, in medicine, you can manage. So the self in the middle of the quadrants navigates and says, okay, so the blood pressure is a little higher and I do this and I do that and then everything will be all right. Mm -hmm. um, and the other way around is true too, you know, when you get uh, very emotional in the upper left, for instance, you know, and then your blood pressure probably might <laughs> might go up. So it is all correlated. When we can even begin in the V-space. There is something which is uh, uh, you're getting angry about or something happening in, in, the, in the relationship with other people and you are getting angry, this is in the upper left quadrant, and then your blood pressure goes up and this would be in the upper right quadrant and that you can measure while your anger, it's really difficult to measure <laughs> with any instrument. <laughs> uh, well, you see, uh, I have the problem, uh, my blood pressure goes up in my dreams. 
and that's quite a challenge. Uh, uh, you can't just. Uh, well, I had a, I had a quite a few interesting talks with my doctor, and she said well, it's not that high, but still I'm rather tall, so it's a little higher than uh, of small people, and. Um, I have all the relaxation experience you need and meditation. So it, it and I found out that my blood pressure is rather high after when I wake up from a dream. And um, so uh, my doctor gave me a, a medication, and this helps. So ob obviously, you can influence medicine is quite advanced that you can influence even your sleep this way. I don't dream uh, scary dreams anymore and yeah that's one of the advantages and one of the uh, evolution of medicine. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't make any uh, advertising here for a special medication <laughs> 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 but there are ways to deal with these things too. So I don't get angry at my husband but I obviously in my dreams I really fight. <laughs> this was an example just to get clear that these quadrants are connected and if you only measure the blood pressure and you get only pills, it might be a little... Right, right. You know, it no, might that's reductionism. That's reductionism. Yeah. To, the, to yeah. one quadrant, so only the objective yeah. side and nobody gets interested what is happening in your body, what is happening in your, I mean, in your interiority, in your, your feelings, in, the, in your emotions and so on. And often, I mean, dreams can be really, really, really <laughs> getting you anxious. So you might uh, go to a psychologist and uh, make dream analysis and see what yeah. the universe wants to tell you. That's or I eat less at, at, at night. Uh -huh. This might be another <laughs> way. <laughs> because my husband enjoys his dinners, so maybe I just reduce that and then dreams of course the, the inter the connection of body and dreams and sleep is it's very very close so you just can't separate it so this is why i'm very grateful for wilbur's map it's just yeah it's just the thing to get clear and to navigate and not to reduce it to one side of reality and i want to bring it up again for to make it again very clear we were talking here in this upper right Quadrant. There is mm -hmm. the measurement. There are the pills, you know. And these, when you take the pills, they influence the upper left quadrant. They inf influence your state, your feelings, your emotions. But it can influence at the same time your lower left quadrant, you know, because with your husband, you probably <laughs> will have a better uh, relationship when you don't wake up uh, every night screaming, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and on the on the on the right, uh, probably too, because I mean, you probably, uh, I mean, I don't know, but normally when people sleep together in the same room, it's better when they are quiet during the night when they have uh, uh, created this agreement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it has an influence. What you do on the right upper right quadrant, it has an influence to every other quadrant, and vice versa. And today we want to talk a little more about the 
upper, upper right. Upper yeah. uh, what I would really like to talk about is uh, brain research. Excuse me. Uh, brain research, um, because the upper right, when you uh, look, you know, the, the zones, Wilbur created the zones, so we have an interior of the upper exterior, and we oh, have the... complicated. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so what I would like to those who know what I'm talking about, it's the zone six, so how uh, science looks at it. Uh, brain waves, uh, biochemistry, which we just mentioned, neurophysics, uh, and behaviorism, of course. Um, again, if I come back to your diagram, you don't you don't have that, but Wilbur and you know it's it's I mean this X diagram with all the stages, and Wilbur uh, ends with the neocortex, the frontal lobe. Uh, in the it quadrant, uh, so where our, where will our brain go from there? How will it develop? Um, we started with the reptile brain, we went to the uh, limbic brain where our emotions are and then the frontal lobe where all our intellectual uh, capacities developed. Now this is, we are using now about 5% of our brain, supposedly. So how can we uh, stimulate the rest of the brain to join in? Um, I heard that knitting is one of the uh, things you can do to relax, to meditate. I don't knit, let's put it. <laughs> but I heard that I'm knitting is... You mean the needles uh, to yeah. make pullovers. And, okay. and this brought me to the idea uh, that uh, youth now, wherever has whoever has an iPad, uses his or her thumbs all the time in a very rapid mode. Uh, the thumb has played an important part in evolution of the brain already. The when, thumb, the thumb. Uh, yeah, the thumb. When you start learn to grip, and and now the thumb is in a new stage of evolution. Uh, I don't know how this will affect the brain, but I keep watching my <laughs> grandchild. Yeah, right, the, the text. I keep watching my grandchildren. Uh, I can't do it that fast as they do it, and my thumb is too sick and <laughs> thick. And uh, so this definitely will have an influence on just as meditation does have an influence, but it's a different kind of influence. Um, I hope there will be some research on this as well. Uh, that might be quite an interesting field for everybody. And it's very, very close to you. You uh, just look around. Everybody does it now. It's not just an individual thing. It's a collective thing. Using your thumb in a different way. What do you think of that? <laughs> this is very interesting. I've never thought about that, but it's true. When mm -hmm. I see young people with the cell phones, I mean, I'm I'm really doing boom, boom, boom. But they were... Right. And with these play stations and whatever, they're really, really, really That's good in that. So yeah. what you mean here is that um, they are developing in a certain line, in a certain kinesthetic line, 
with their hands and the, the thumbs play a special role. And you told me that this has a, a sort of prediction that the thumb is, plays a special role in... No, 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 no. Uh, there is already literature on the role of the thumb in evolution. So how language, when we started to grip, how language developed slowly then. And just by using a different technique, the brain adapted. Um, I don't know the name of the title of the book, uh, but it, this is, it sounded quite uh, rational to me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we're talking about rationality and objectivity today. Yeah, right. And the other thing, uh, about the brain and how it connects the hormones and uh, all. Uh, do you know? Wait a minute. Where? Yeah. Do you know Candance Pert molecules of emotion? She did a lot of research. Unfortunately, she died already, but she did a lot of research on uh, also on cancer and how your emotions influence the body. So it's um, the science, is it? The science behind mind-body medicine. And Maybe after the show you can write it down in the event page okay. so that people can... Okay. Uh, okay. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Yeah, it's... Uh, I found it, uh, particularly the transmitters, uh, the role of the hormones, how they influence you. Uh, it's not just oxytocin, uh, how females react differently from men after having good sex, because they get very caring and men just get up and walk away. Some of them, not all of them, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so uh, the role of, uh, of hormones uh, as, as soon as females become aware how they are really dragged along by their hormones, how they get into the same traps again and again, it might help to get a different approach. I can talk about it because I'm past these uh, traps and I'm glad, quite glad about it because it saves a lot of energy and a lot of distraction and it really gets, you can focus on what's important in your life now. Uh, when you are in the grip of the hormones, you think this is the most important thing, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, right. There is uh, just this one man and I have to have him and he will be the salvation to all my needs. Forget it. <laughs> it's, just, it's nice and it's, 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 nice isn't the right word, it's fantastic. Uh, but still, it, it's a trap, in my opinion. It's a trap <laughs> because you are in some way guided by outside means and not by mm -hmm. yourself, you know, from the upper right quadrant, from the, in, how do you say, the, the dominance of certain substances in your mind. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. makes you um, decisions which you probably wouldn't do in other moments. So, uh, Reaction to smell is quite uh, common, it's researched already, so if you react to a certain smell, you just, yeah, you remember your childhood even. 
pleasant, pleasant things of your childhood, and then you transfer that to the present, and it doesn't really work that way. Um, yeah. So, uh, upright quadrant. Um, what I see excuse me that, that, I, that I mentioned Wilbur now again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but he said uh, the higher uh, the complexity of our brain gets from limbic to frontal cortex, um, the more uh, subtle energies develop. So he places the subtle energies also in the right, actually he says they can be uh, placed there. Um, subtle energies like brain waves. Uh, you know there are different brain waves in waking state, in the dream state, in the trance state, in non-dual awareness, in meditation of course, and to or the or gamma states for example, the, the pilots or the people in uh, security, air, uh, airport security, the towers, they have very high gamma rate, uh, waves, brain waves. Mm -hmm. So this is quite an everyday fact uh, that you have to take, uh, be aware of your brain waves. Uh, who is? I mean, taking a deep breath when you are excited uh, sort of lowers uh, your brain waves again. Um, Wilbur, sorry. <laughs> Uh, there is a video, a very strange video of, of Wilma uh, manipulating his brain waves. So he actually can. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I can't do it. It's, I mean, I have never tried to, to, to wire myself to something and show that I can. But people who meditate a lot can do have an influence on their brain waves. Buddhists are usually very, very friendly and calm people. So, and. Uh, this is what I really appreciate about them. I mean, everybody at the end can have influence on their brain waves. It's a very old um, tool, which you said already. Take three deep breaths when you get overexcited or mm -hmm. something. You know, mm -hmm. Something which uh, can, uh, how do you say, can change can this state in which you are in. And there are a whole lot of... Uh, also medicines, a whole lot of tools to do that. And if you don't want to, to have medicines, for to go to sleep, for instance, <laughs> so you can use meditation or listening oh, to... There are a lot of techniques to go to sleep, yeah, just uh, breathing in and breathing out in a certain rhythm mm -hmm. is very, very, uh, yeah, it's common, or, or visualizations uh, that you lie at the sea, and the sea comes up, but you breathe in, and the sea goes down. So if you do that four times in an even rate, you just fall asleep. Yeah, uh, and the, the frequency of the brain waves uh, depends your 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 state. You know, right. the, the higher the frequency is, the more you are, let's say, awake or excited or whatever. And the lower it is, the more calm you are. So when you learn the techniques. The interior techniques like meditation, listening, or the exterior things like putting some, you know, doing what you need to do for calming yourself down. 
you can have an influence on that. Yeah, uh, cleaning the windows. <laughs> cleaning windows. Yeah. <laughs> cleaning windows, very meditative, uh, dusting, polishing. Vacuum cleaner, <laughs> something like no, that. that's too loud. I hate noisy instruments. <laughs> uh, let me see. I did have some notes still. Um, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Another okay. thing that really, um, and it's also in connection with the lower right quadrant and the upper right, uh, the speeding up of um, our visual uh, imprints. For example, when you watch television, uh, advertising uses five seconds to get the message across, a combination of text and words and visual images. Um, if you, I don't know whether you watch television, but we have now a new set and my husband, who is also 73, he's just excited about installing all these computers and all this new technology. So, uh, when you watch Bloomberg channel, there are three ticker tapes running and the screen is usually divided in three parts. So you have to look at so many things at the same time um, and the young people are just used to that. And of course the, the, the generation around 30 and 40, they are used to ticker tapes and, and uh, as, uh, uh, much faster. Or when you wait at the internet for a connection and it takes long, longer than three seconds, you really get, you want it done much quicker. So there is an increase in the pace of life or of uh, attention or of how you are able to perceive things. Uh, when you watch an old movie, how long all these old movies, I mean the, the, the movies of my youth, everything is very slow and very calm and they really explain it to you what happens. Now you get the new cuts in the movies and the rest your brain substitutes. So uh, we are getting faster. But you know what? By doing these hangouts, we are going back into the long, quiet <laughs> way of presenting. Because in YouTube, nobody would uh, normally watch a thing like that. But in the hangout community, they really like to watch 30-minute hangouts. And we are almost at the 30-minute <laughs> limit. And I think it's really calming down. What you say with the speed, it has a very, very big impact on on, on all life, you know, and on individuals, they are, the attention span has uh, mm. has diminished. We cannot mm. read long books anymore when we are, I mean, we still can because we learned it many, mm. many years ago. But young people, to be really on a book, it must be really interesting. And mm. it might even be something good because people need to attract the attention by being delivering very good things, you know, so <laughs> it might not be only bad to, it can no, be bad when we get schizophrenic no. because of the many inputs we have and at the end the, the brain doesn't make it, but I think mm. the brain will develop, as you said before, you know, right, right, right. we have not yet uh, explored the whole uh, capacity of our brain and so these are triggers, let's say, for development. Mm -hmm. See where it goes. Maybe we, we crash, maybe instead we 
we get better and better. I didn't say it was bad to be slow because uh, you transcend and include. So uh, the slower uh, pace, slow food instead of fast food, uh, cooking instead of just grabbing a bite somewhere, um, that's not bad. But the tendency will be that we can that we can act and move much faster as we did before. Not just like in, in the movies of, of uh, Spielberg where they just uh, drive computer animated at a very fast speed, but it will be natural for us, like it's natural for us already uh, to get photos from your children when they are on vacation. You get it on the, your iPad or on your iPhone. Uh, within seconds and before that you had to get them to the store, have them developed. These are all things that are natural now. They have just, yeah. And to navigate in this rapidly changing world is just, it's fascinating. It's still fascinating. It's still fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. And it's including all the four quadrants, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, for quite. our communities will be different. Our inside uh, world, the interiority will be different. It is already different when we think about 200 years ago. People had different interiorities than they have now. <laughs> and everything, this, the institutions will be different. We talked about uh, universities last year and how slow they are to last year, mm -hmm. last session. Mm -hmm how slow they are to change, but they will change. And as we know also by Ken Wilber, that the change is ever becoming more quick. So from one turning point to the other, before it took millions of years, and the latest <laughs> change was uh, only 40 years ago, and now we are changing again, you know, in, a, in another level. Uh, so it is accelerating, and there might be, I don't know, in in some years, <laughs> every every five years will be something a major change. Who knows? You know, it's it seems to be in this way. We will wait. I hope we can we can still be alive to see all these amazing things coming up, and we can help to deal with the problems, but uh, they will be there as well because you cannot have just one thing without the other. That's well, if you look at it in the spiral dynamic way, you always get back to the same uh, po point where you have to solve something still. And it's, uh, it's not in leaps and bounds. It's just very, very, very slow in a very, very step by step and not in sometimes a step back. And then you come again to the same point and then you, and finally maybe you manage your anger <laughs> there are so many uh, series now on television about anger management. So how do you uh, how do you cope with your anger? Uh, I was sitting to a lady next yesterday in uh, our subway, and she felt she didn't have enough room. She was very thin, but still, and she sort of started pushing her elbows uh, 
against me. And I was reading and I looked up at her and she said, you are taking up too much room because I had a bag in front on, on my lap. So I looked at her and I said, wow, you're really, really uptight, aren't you? <laughs> it was about all I could say. And so she sort of ring, rang her hand. So she was really, I don't know in what mood she was, but she was. So how will she deal with her anger in about five years? How will she, will she deal with her anger in about uh, 10 years? You do it differently, and I don't have to get into a fight with somebody who sort of infringes on my space. Uh, I just look at his, how, why does he do it? Why sits he this way? I don't have to sit next to him. So there are many choices. And um, this so is this the is... This is, the good, this is the good news, because before, yeah. in earlier stages of development, we just took out the knife and killed the other person who was in the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a big achievement that we don't do it anymore, but that we say, okay, she is up in a strange, strange way today, so I better go out of her reach or something like that. And, and it's not just... First of all, you look into your... This is how I learned, what I learned in my life. You look what is my share of the situation. Why do I get angry? It's not just the other person I'm blaming. You look, what uh, have you contributed to what is going on? This is of shadow work and it's a very important fact. And uh, from then on you learn how to deal with it. And you know if you really get angry, your gallbladder just will build another stone or <laughs> whatever. Um, so the, there is no need to, to, to really get upset that way. People sometimes do get upset. Uh, yeah, we have to learn that the emotional intelligence, develop a more emotional intelligence to be able to, and to, 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 to keep these emotions in a non-destructive way, neither for yourself or for other people. And right. I think we will have to talk about that too. Oh, that would be great, yeah. <laughs> and I, we are coming to an end now. I would like to wrap it up. I thank everybody for watching. And please, please, please leave your comments and also your suggestions here. Suggestions, yeah. Mm -hmm. Suggestions, yeah, here on the page because we are ending now this series of the Feminine in Integral. But if you want to be part of the of future shows we are planning, then please let us know. Then in September, I'm planning a new series, which will, called, will be called the Wisdom Factory, where we will invite people with notable experience and knowledge and, as we say, wisdom, to talk about their path and what their intentions are for the future. A little bit like we did today with um, Monica, but just we were concerned with the upper right quadrant of objectivity. I think that our world needs leadership of wise people and this should be and will be a forum to connect them so that they and that we can start to collaborate to create something new in the world. So please stay tuned here on Google Plus and on Facebook and also visit our website thepowerofrelationship.com for forthcoming informations about what we will do. And thank you, uh, Monica. Would you like to say a final word? 
thank you, Heidi, for the opportunity to share, because uh, sharing and the dialogue are one of the most important steps in our lives. That's my final word. <laughs> and thank you. And thank you that you came to share, and thank you everybody who will listen also in the future, the recordings, and please come and share with us. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.